Welcome back to another episode, 2021 edition, episode one of 2021 Woo! of the Reason to Behold podcast with Tolu Talks and Arnold Reasons. New year, new mind, new mic, new episode, new everything. New everything. I have missed recording. I can't even lie. Not for real, me too, man. Like, I think it's been months since we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> like, we did some big batches, but yeah. like, this is like... This is yeah. There's, I've missed it. There's definitely something special about recording, man. And I think every Honestly. time, every time we have a gap between when we record, whenever we come back, I feel that yeah, like it's good to be back. For real. And I know sometimes it feels like work and like it's something else to do. But then when I'm doing, it, I'm like, why don't we do this like all the time? Because Honestly. this is not work. <laughs> <laughs> For real, man. So we've just come back from a little hiatus on the rtb platforms socials everywhere if you don't follow us already we're on instagram at reason to behold and everywhere else at reason to behold and yeah we just took some time out took a break and now we're back refreshed recharged and ready to do something that i think some people have already done on the other side at the end of 2020 but we'll do it in 2021 to break the tradition and say yeah we're going to reflect a little bit (laughs) on the past year And, and I think this was this was actually for me was a good journey of realizing that look you don't have to do it exactly when everybody else is doing it yeah and actually we had that conversation like why are we trying to do this thing like now like actually even like the first week of Jan or second week of Jan that's still you know that's still acceptable yeah. so it was that journey of like actually this is still okay yes and there's so many lessons in that 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 thing there that will preach so many sermons <laughs> man <laughs> real but yeah, 2020 has been a very interesting year. It was, anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad it's over in some ways, but also I'm actually very... Like, it was actually still a good year. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's still a good year. Contextually, I think, obviously, COVID was the big thing mm. and has been the big thing that I think dominated a lot of our thoughts, affected a lot of how just life as we knew it went on. People's working mm. arrangements changed business plans changed but all in all it was a it was a year i think with so many lessons and and i think it'll be good to hear even from you tolly like what did you think about 2020 wow you 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 fully threw me onto the bus yeah, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you know me sniper <laughs> um i think that amidst there was a lot of there was a lot of bad in 2020, mm. but I think what I've really liked seeing is a lot of the good that's come from 2020. Mm. So a lot of people have, you know, actually just even just spent a lot more time with family, mm-hmm. right? So everybody's working from home and I've seen a lot more people's kids on Zoom calls and Skype calls and Teams calls at work. Mm. And actually that's quite a nice dynamic to the work environment yeah. because it feels in a way like we're all closer. We're all also going through something together. Yeah. Um, which in a lot of ways has bonded a lot of people. Mm. Um, and what's been really cool actually is seeing a lot of people kind of step back and assess life. Mm. Um, a lot of people have, you know, discovered their dreams. So like I got a message from this woman on LinkedIn and uh, she said basically she got made redundant through like through what's going on and now she's pursuing her dream of starting her own like Thai takeout, mm. right? And she was just she was just messaging people on LinkedIn to get orders, yeah. and so I was like, "Yo, I will do that, right?" <laughs> yeah. And then, like two, three months later, her husband came to drop some more food. Yeah. And he said, "Actually, he's quitting his day job, 
because they have just been climbing up in orders every wow. month. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, like so many people have stories like that um, through COVID, and I think that's been that's been really really dope. Yeah. So I think in amongst everything, there have been some really really good lessons. Mm. Um, so yeah. See, I love that story, and I love even what it represents. Just about how in the middle of something that really was pushed as super negative like don't get me wrong obviously we know that there's different people that were affected by it medically and there were some tragic situations that came out of that as well but i think seeing that in the midst of all of that darkness that there are so many stories of light and i think that's the sad thing Mm -hmm. that isn't necessarily pushed or promoted enough in in the media in all of our platforms as much as the negative because like you know if you're somebody who's only consuming what the the news outlet that you're watching has to say about the year and what's going on it can Mm. look super bleak so dark but i think like like the story that you're sharing and i think like a lot of what i've even seen as well there's so many stories of hope and of how even in the midst of difficulty people have been able to what's the buzzword now pivot pivot Pivot. literally um yeah i think for me um one of the big lessons of 2020 and probably one of my biggest ones I actually got at the end of the year mm. and it was just the the importance of remembering to get the balance right of not just working and going hard with your goals and all the things that you're doing but mm. also understanding the importance of making sure that you are getting sufficient rest and sufficiently switching off so Agreed. that you don't burn out and I had to learn that the hard way as you already know Tolu um, because like 2020 i i definitely found myself working a lot harder on all sides than i've probably worked in some time just because the year demanded it so at work there were a few projects especially towards the end of the year which were quite high demand and required a lot of me um people at work being on annual leave so i'm having to cover some of their duties as well on top of that obviously managing the shop um and adapting pretty much by the week and month to the different things that the government's saying about what we can and can't do and trying to make sure that as a business we are not basically finding ourselves going underwater but instead are able to adapt and continue basically servicing our customers and keeping things going and so i think there were a lot of things like that as well as obviously our customer service guy being on furlough as well so there were a lot of things i think that i was doing um not realizing that because i was doing so much more than usual all at the same time i got to a point where one evening my wife just said to me arnold you're burnt out and i was like what in the world are you talking about burnout like there's no burnout here Mm. burnout doesn't live here like (laughs) Mm. Mm. um but then we had a bit of a conversation and and i think as she shared her perspective i kind of spent some time reflecting and I just concluded that, you know what? She's actually right. And it was interesting because the day before, you mm. and I totally were messaging as well. Mm. And and you actually specifically asked me, mm. are you, do you feel, but do you feel like you've burnt out or, or not basically? Are like, you close? Like, yeah, yeah. Are you close or like, are you, have you burnt mm. out? And I think at the time I said to you, you know, I feel like I've been staring burnout in the face for, the face. <laughs> for a little while now. <laughs> and, and I guess... Yeah, sorry what i wanted to ask is that what did it actually feel like being burnt out yeah. like what what was that what was that feeling what was that processing because in some ways like 
just before you were saying, no, I'm actually okay. Yeah. You know, so what was what was the difference? What was the feeling? So the timing was interesting because the day the day you asked, which was before the day I had the conversation with my wife Nash. Yeah. You um that was the day after when Nash said it in the night, that was actually my last working day of the year. Right. And so when I sent the message to you, I was literally thinking, look, Arnold, you've got to push through just one more day. Mm-hmm. One more day and then mm-hmm. that's it. It's done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. even though I made it through that day, <laughs> I made it through having hit burnout and so i think what was it like i think just feeling like i'm constantly going um even when i'm sleeping feeling like in my sleep i'm literally like turning thoughts over in my mind of trying to find solutions and trying to continue working and so Mm. i think the lines between work and rest were extremely blurred and i don't think that was helped by just the the whole implications of covid with working from home i think the, the benefit for me is that I've been able to create a secondary working space in the shop, yeah, um, okay. which is brilliant. I've got a great setup there and everything. But then at the same time, I've also been naturally working in the house a lot more throughout the year as well, when I'm obviously looking out for our door and stuff like that as well, mm-hmm. supporting in the home. And so I think just overall throughout the whole of last year, and this is not some, this is something I didn't realize until I hit burnout. I think because the lines between work and rest and the environments between work and rest were so blurred and my mm. home was no longer a place of rest, of rest. But it was the same <clears throat> place where my mind had now learned to associate work with, whether I'm in the shop, it's the same thing. It's like wherever I went, I'm just constantly working. Hence working. why even when I got mm. into my bed and I'm trying to sleep, I'm mm. still working. Like Probably, I, I work be, from my bed. <laughs> this is what I'm saying. No. It's like... I, even if I don't have a laptop in front of me and my head's on my pillow with my eyes closed, I'm still thinking and I'm still dealing with the the different things that are problems that I'm trying to address at work or in the business and just trying to come up with solutions that are going to help us to move forward. And so, so I think that was a big thing. And I think it felt exhausting. Like, I think it's a simple way to describe it, but I think I felt like even no matter how much I slept, I never felt rested. Right. And it felt like I, yeah, there, there just was, there was no respite is what it Would felt Would you say like. it was more physical or more mental? I think a mix of both. Okay. Because, and I think more so on the mental side, because, and I think which then affected the physical as well, because I think feeling like no matter how many hours I try to close my eyes, I'm not getting, I'm not feeling rested. I'm not feeling like I'm able to pull away and come back. It just feels like I'm constantly doing my mind just felt tired <laughs> and yeah. and I think at the same time as well so like when it comes to hitting goals or having targets and like working on projects and stuff like that yeah like I'm very seasonal um and what I mean by that is in a, if I'm in a season where I'm trying to really focus on hitting x amount of goals like whether it's in work or in business I might say okay for this period I'm not going to be watching anything on Amazon Prime or Netflix or anything like that so like I'll completely shut off from that Mm -hmm. and so what that means is it gives me a lot more time to focus on what I'm doing and Mm -hmm. my rest time at my respite in those seasons isn't necessarily what having downtime watching a tv show or anything like that but it's just chilling with my family and something a lot more I think something that something that allows me to rest but without me feeling like my mind is being taken away by building up on a storyline that I'm continuously trying to pursue it's like a distraction track of yeah 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 um and so so yes i think for 
for months for the best part of last year that was kind of like an extended season I was in mm. and so I think because of that I didn't have some of the downtime mentally where my mind is literally given a chance to just say okay you can veg right now like okay you really don't have to think about anything intense right now I didn't have as much of that um so yeah man I think there was a lot of that mentally and then I think physically as well I think whilst gyms were reopened for a bit like that was great Mm. that was like a bit of a great outlet for me but then obviously I think you had the on and off situation yeah. where they reopened then they closed and then obviously now we're in a closed period it messed with my rhythm mm. so yeah man so i think going through experiencing that firsthand i think in the way that i did like i didn't have like a mental breakdown in my room or anything and this is the crazy thing is that right like usually when you're talking you're about burnout yeah normally when you're talking about burnout people i don't know maybe it's just me but i had this assumption that burnout is like you have a complete mental breakdown. You lose your I mean, mind. It's like crash and burn. Literally, you crash and burn and you run out of your house naked in the streets. Like, that's what burnout looked like in my mind before. But it was very, very normal. I think on the outside, unless you were close enough, I think, to know me and maybe know my tendencies. And I think spot it kind of where my, my wife obviously wasn't. Even you from messaging was even able to even ask the question. Quite a lot of people wouldn't necessarily notice. And I think that's why for me, one of the big lessons in all of that is that it it showed me how important it is to have, I think, those relationships where people do know you enough Mm. to see when there might be um, differences in in how you're, you're behaving or how just how hard you're working and whether you're actually getting any respite. And then I think also being open enough to listen when people have an opinion the right people again have an opinion sure, about sure, um sure. about whether you might be close to or at the point of burnout because i could have very easily just shut down and said to my wife she's like no she's she's completely seeing things wrong and ignored it and that would have been at my own peril but when she said what she said i had to take a step back and say you know what? this is someone who loves me and who has no agenda or has no nothing to gain from telling me that i'm burnt out like really and truly flat out and so I had to be open enough to hear it and then I think to objectively reflect on whether or whether it whether or whether whether or whether whether or not <laughs> it might be true. Um and in this case it was. And I think what's interesting in that for me is that often from the outside burnout looks quite normal, mm. right? Because and I think you see this quite a lot. Um, in terms of people in ministry actually yeah. right because that is a really big area where people burn out because yeah. in a lot of ways the demands are constant yeah. you know and you always have to be performing you always have to be delivering yeah and i feel like a lot of people who are burnt out they still deliver yeah you know they still deliver the sermons this like at it. work you're this still delivering 100 you know but actually on the inside you know you're it's a struggle yeah for sure you know and i was even just thinking about the word burnout it's almost like the fire goes out Mm. right it's like because there's no more fuel for the fire yeah yeah that's what i mean you've been burning for so long that now your fuel is gone and now you you know on the inside you don't have that fuel that fire that flame that passion to go do what you normally do yeah you know and i think that relationships are really important with that for sure you know 
And I think that in a lot of ways, 2020 has taught us a lot about relationships. Yeah, big time. Right. We've all had to learn how to build relationships and maintain relationships when we can't do the things that we would normally do. Yeah. So, you know, like I'm a big person for like going out for dinner, this and that, hanging out with people. But mm. I've also always been quite a big on the phone person. Mm. Um, but, you know, I've had a lot more messages from people that are just like, look, just checking up, like just reaching out. And I think 2020 has been really good for bringing back some of those things where people actually just know that relationships are important and they actually reach out and check up on people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know what? Let me even tell you the irony of this all as well. Yeah imagine i Mm. think maybe two or three weeks before i hit burnout Mm. i was having a conversation with another brother encouraging Mm. him about the importance of rest no way literally and that and that's (laughs) that's what made it so ironic because like he he was one of the people i ended up speaking to and he now ended up encouraging me as well about um about rest and about you know getting the balance right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and i think it just goes to show our humanity and how honestly sometimes you can really know the right thing but you can miss it as well you can still miss it even though you know the right thing to practice because i think for me one of the big things that i think one of the big things that i think caused me to to hit burnout was the fact that i had a good rhythm before like generally speaking and i think six days a week i would work typically seventh day or one day of the week anyway i'd have a rest day where i would switch off from everything Mm. Um, and that was the rhythm that I'd built out and then on top of that as well we tried to go on holiday at least once a year and mm. for me that holiday mm. I don't think I realised how important it is until this so year important. but that holiday yeah. is a huge way that I'm able to decompress and mm. completely switch off for an extended amount of time mm. and and I think this year because of just the way things went different restrictions and all this and the other we decided not to travel um and on top of that as well again the whole blurred lines between work and home those six days then sometimes became seven oh, bro and, it's eight days what are yeah you talking about? And, it's like... and and it's like whereas when we were in the office at work for example i would literally like it's the same thing i would encourage um the lady that i manage leave it at the door like when I leave that building, I leave it at the door and I come back the next day or whenever my next um, day in the office is and I pick it back up. And I've tried to practice that both at work, in business. Mm. And obviously, yes, you have certain periods and times where it goes further than that. But with those lines blurred so much, bro, there's no door. <laughs> there's bro, no like, door to leave it at. <laughs> but, but the thing is, right, is that it's funny, right? But yeah. it's so real because yeah. like, so me i have a, i have workaholic tendencies right yeah, and i know yeah, this yeah it's in my father it's in my father's father <laughs> like <laughs> like we just have these workaholic tendencies yeah. and even before all of this i was i was a bit i was getting a bit conscious of it mm. you know because sometimes i'd leave the office like real late mm. you know and then get home and you're still but even with that when i'd leave the office i would sleep on the train consciously try and be yeah. like okay this is my reset yeah when i get yeah. home do the things yeah but like at the beginning of all this, I was just like working all the time, you know, because I'm like, yeah. I can't even go to the gym. Yeah, I can't go out for dinner. I can't see my friends. Let me I be productive. Well work. Let me be productive because yeah. that's because that's the game, isn't it? <laughs> like you want to yeah. be productive. With your time. I want to be productive. Yeah. Terrible idea. Terrible <laughs> idea. Because actually, because <laughs> actually it's like uh, the law of diminishing returns. Yeah. 
right? There's like a curve where at a certain point, yeah, you're just putting in effort and not really getting anything That's back. Exactly it, <laughs> you know. And there are different ways to be productive. So actually, now I'm really trying to say, okay, you know, five thirty, six o'clock, six thirty. I get out of work mode mm-hmm. and I go do something else, yeah. you know. And actually, I be productive at something else, whether it's being productive with my family in terms of actually being present with my family yeah. and actually having time that actually produces relationship with my yeah, family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes we don't see that as being productive. Mm. Even like what you were saying about actually having chill time where you're not necessarily watching a series or something, but you're just with your family. Yeah. That's actually really productive time in、For、terms、sure. of your family relationships、sure. and what you're building with your daughter. Yeah, you know. So I've really learned this year to kind of redefine、mm. what some of these things mean.、Mm. No, you、sure. know. For sure, you said something that I wanted to pick up on. You mentioned、mm. obviously that you have workaholic tendencies and you've identified yeah. that. Yeah. How? Because I guess for the. Person listening, and even maybe for myself, there's so it's important to obviously be self-aware of your areas which can be blind spots, weaknesses,、yeah. or places that you could potentially fall. So for you, how did you identify that? <laughs> so I think it was because I was talking to my dad,、yeah. and my dad was saying about how when he was growing up,、um, his dad was always working. Yeah, and that's like a, a pretty dominant memory that he has of his dad. Yeah. Is that his dad was always working? Like his dad loved him and provided and all that stuff,、mm. but he's like my dad was like never around.、Mm. And he was saying to me that look, when you guys were growing up, so my dad worked in the same company for like ten years, and they did not pay the man. The man did not、wow. get his money. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. So I think my second or third year of being a grad,、yeah. I was earning as much as my dad had earned after ten years of being in the same、wow. place. Wow. Yeah, and he's like. He's an engineer, so it's not like you know he's in some. No, this、yeah. company was just evil and wicked. Yeah,、like、they don't yeah, pay yeah. people their money. Yeah, but he said, "Look, I didn't pursue my career in that fervent way because I wanted to be able to be at home for you and your sisters." Wow. Right, and he said, "I recognize that I have that same tendency that my dad had. Yeah, and I had to do things." To not follow that path that he followed, yeah, and so it got me thinking, right? And then when I was starting out in work, I'm like, oh yeah, because I can literally like I could be working all day and not even think about it, <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know. And I'm thinking when I have kids, I don't want my kids to be like, yeah, my dad works hard, but he's never there.、Mm. And so then I realized, like, me and my dad, like, I I'm becoming more like my dad every day, mm, mm, mm. and so I can understand that. Look, if he has this thing. I also need to assess that for myself and、Talk、make sure that. that I'm not falling into that generational, bro. Generational, and this isn't like a you know generational <laughs> curses and spooky stuff. No, it's like just that. generational no. tendencies. Exactly, it's just habits because、yeah. what you see is what you imitate. Hundred percent. You know, so it's that understanding of okay, what? Because I think you were telling me something about how your mum was. That's exactly what I was going to next. You know, you go, you go, you go. Hundred percent. So even before I get to that, I think just on the generational thing. Because whenever we talk about generational blessings and cursings and all of that kind of stuff, number yeah, one, yeah. it's just those two categories that are usually spoken yeah, about. Yeah, 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 yeah. There isn't anything about like just the habits, the neutral <laughs> habits kind of thing, which、yeah. can be positive or negative.、Um, but I think it's it's not always the mystical stuff. Like literally, it is、yeah. the tendencies.、Yeah. Like because even okay, so now back onto my side, like my mum 
she, like she worked so hard bro like and i and i saw that from a young age i literally witnessed it from a young age the way she would wake up early in the morning leave to go and do her jobs plural and come back late in the night like i saw that firsthand and i think she never once said to me son this is how you must work this is how things must be because obviously she was just operating from a place of how doing what she needed to do to create the mm. best environment and situation for both myself and my sister um but even though she never sat me down and had a conversation to say to me yes yeah, son this is what you should do this is how you should do it i watched mm. it i saw it firsthand and the funny thing is even though i had complaints about it when i was in my i think teenage years at one point because mm. i didn't understand it or i didn't understand why she would spend so much time working i think i was naive i think in part at the time especially because <laughs> i think i'm a teenager like mm-hmm. i just think that the world is just made of skittles and rainbows i forget Bro, the fact that there are bills to pay trees. do you know what i mean yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah um so i was naive and i was ignorant and i had complaints about it at that time and i remember thinking to myself you know what when i'm older and i have a family of my own i'm going to make a very intentional point about getting the balance right um but i found myself very very quickly i think saying not too long ago that i can see how i'm like my mum um and i can see how i've also adopted the same like work hard mentality and mindset where it's li- i i i literally have to be mindful and i have to be watchful of overworking and, and stuff like that as well thing. and it's because it's not actually necessarily a bad thing this is it yeah 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 this is what i respect so much about our parents and their generation yeah because like my parents in nigeria they were like they were very well qualified yeah they were paid in nigeria yeah 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 but because of the nigerian environment and situation yeah when they came to the uk none of that stuff mattered so my mum who's a barrister and a lawyer my dad who's an engineer had to start again yeah 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 you know and we've watched our parents make things of themselves in a very different environment yeah and so that hard work and that determination and that grit is really important 100 percent. but when it goes too far it will wreck you and i think this is literally it's a knife isn't it it can be used for good yeah but it can also be something that can can cause a lot of destructive harm and stuff and and i think it's the same with my mum as well because when she was in uganda like she had a business and stuff that she'd worked on with her sister and they were doing well for themselves like really well and i think again like you said when they came over here it was like ground zero they had to start again from scratch and i think it's interesting even speaking about this from both sides because what i see in the story of your parents and even with my mum as well is that they had to reinvent themselves in a lot of ways and and i think like you're saying those those raw tendencies the grit the hustle the hard work pushing beyond all of the boundaries and stuff to keep going like i can hands down say that those tendencies those attributes are things that have definitely opened a lot of doors and helped me a lot like so i would never yeah it's 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 about getting the balance right like using the things for good but not allowing them to to completely take you out and i think going back to the question i asked you for me how did i realize it i think it's because of my wife <laughs> like oh. i think before her i knew in general that like i like I, I i will hustle like i will do what i need to do to put in sure. the work to get things done i knew that sure. generally speaking but i think it's only in marriage that i fully realized that all right Andrew, you need to watch out for that 
because that could actually then become a problem if you don't mind it and for sure so yeah man those right relationships are important because i think what's interesting right is that when you're single like because for me yeah like firstly i enjoy the hustle i enjoy working i enjoy figuring stuff out right so for me like when you're single it's like well it's just me and my time (laughs) yeah you know like (laughs) what else am i going to be doing like you know i don't mind like giving up whatever it is like there's nothing really in that way that i'm giving up crazy right it doesn't impact other people yeah yeah but when there's other people involved and you have a family and stuff yeah like you and your wife are together because you love each other and you like spending time together Yeah, yeah right so even though you're thinking i need to hustle to provide for my family yeah like what your family really wants is you yeah 100 you know 100 like to a certain degree they don't really like some of the extra stuff is just bonus yeah you know it's not the main thing and that's what i think is really important is keeping the main thing the main thing yeah for real right because like so when we were growing up my mom calls it wretchedly poor mm. we were like so poor po, so, like, po, po, never... po, po. <laughs> <laughs> you know like it was disgusting but like we never went on holiday mm. never drove nice cars or anything like that mm. but like i don't remember any of that mm. right because like what would france have done for me when i was like seven yeah. <laughs> really like if if i can provide that for my kids i'm so happy to in reality yeah. now what i'm thinking about i'm like what would i have even done with france yeah. at seven? yeah yeah but what i remember is we had like a Peugeot 505 mm. and we had cassette tapes which were like Ron Canoli, yeah. Vidya, yeah. this and that. Bro, I still listen to those songs to this Come day <laughs> because I had that time with my parents That's and right. my sisters all in the car. Yeah, yeah. Those are the moments that for me, those are the things that I remember. Yeah. I don't remember like how wretchedly poor we were. Yeah. Like I don't, you know. That's real, man. That's real good. And so I think if we, as we are switching gears a little bit, now maybe talking okay. a bit towards 2021. I'm not done with 2020 yet. Okay, let's go back, bro. Stuff. Let's go back. <laughs> I still have stuff. I still have stuff. Please, please unpack that. Unpack that. So I don't normally like do any prep work before we do this, right? Yeah. Normally I'm like, let's just turn up and talk. Yeah. But this one, I actually had to think about it. Okay. Like, I actually thought about this before. Okay. So, one of the things that I thought about is about the importance of opportunity. Yeah, yeah. And how we engage with opportunity. Mm. Because one of the big things that I learned from 2020 was that we need to take opportunities as they come. Mm. Because often we feel like, oh, that opportunity will always be there. You know, that environment will always be the same. Mm. But what 2020 showed me is that, look, the government can change things on a dime. Come like, on. Real- so, like, one day you can go see your friends and have dinner. The next, that same day, you can't. Yeah, yeah. You know, so we need to be willing, ready to take opportunities for whatever they are as yeah. they come. Yeah. Because th- that exact moment, that exact environment won't always be there. Yeah. I feel like God is a God of second chances and things like that. Mm-hmm. But actually, let's try and be open to taking opportunities. Mm. And for me, the flip side of that is that if you miss an opportunity, it's actually okay. Mm. Because with God, you can get that opportunity again. You can get something similar, you know. 
and actually don't dwell in that mm. you know because it's so easy to beat yourself up and go oh, i'm so stupid for missing that and this and that mm. but what that does that actually stops you from catching the next opportunity mm. you know so for me opportunity and how we engage with that and how we process that has been really huge for me in 2020 that's so good man that's such a rich lesson as well and you know it reminded me of a verse i'm just looking it up in ecclesiastes <laughs> ecclesiastes 11 verse 4 says one who watches the wind will not sow and the one who looks at the clouds will not reap and i think the reason why it reminded me of that verse and that concept is because like you said man 2020 was loaded with so many wind changes so many things that like just things that changed so quickly and so drastically i think and one of the biggest changes or one of the bigger changes at the end of the year was how even where we're based in the uk we literally went from tier two to tier mm-hmm. three and then i remember it being some i thought it was a joke when one of our cousins on nash's side jumped on facetime and was saying oh yeah tier four tier four Have tier you four wasn't an option before and this is exactly and it's like what like what? tier four just came out of nowhere um after we'd only been in tier three for like 10 minutes is what it felt like but i think just that verse and i think that idea it really is like i think something that i go to in my mind when i hear what you were saying because literally like you don't know how long the opportunity in front of you is going to be there for and i think we can't be paralyzed by the fear of things not working out how we expected to like in business for example that that's where my mind goes to a lot of the time like you can't be so paralyzed by oh i'm scared to lose money or i'm scared to do this thing because what if it doesn't work out like that's what that's where faith steps in and it does work out and this is it It literally like the same way it, it might not work out it can work out very very well and and these are some of the things that you'll never know unless you take the risk um exactly in your career as well like going for role like i even remember that the the company i was working for before the company i'm at now i remember the application was literally by faith because they were a big four firm in the uk or in the world in fact actually and in my mind if i was to go by some of the limiting beliefs and assumptions that i had from maybe where i grew up and some of those conversations in my mind it's kind of like no you can't work there like people like you don't work there this is Mm. where the upper crust basically work and stuff like that and so for me even when i applied for that job it was literally like one amongst many other applications that i did and so when i got the call back i was like in my head partly i thought it was a prank because I was like, you're calling from where? And it turned out obviously not to be a prank. And then as a result of that, I eventually got the job, which then led on to um, some promotions. And I think even moving to the job that I'm at now and the company I'm at now, and that having been something that worked in my favor. And so you just have to take the risk, take the opportunity, because, you know, a lot of the opportunities that I think do sometimes paralyze us are not really going to kill us. No. like they're really not that fatal and i think even when it comes to if it's to do with losing money from trying to invest in something it's like all right you've lost the money now what do you now know what i mean oh so do you know what yeah so today i was listening to this audiobook um by john maxwell 
Yeah. And let me just get the name. It's called Failing Forward. Okay, yeah. And I would highly recommend this book. I think we should put a link to it. Okay. Um, and he said that the difference between the average person mm. and people who achieve like great things mm. is how they deal with failure. Mm. And like failure in a lot of ways are opportunities to learn, to grow. And he said that they did a, st- and th- I know this is all like random thoughts all coming together, <laughs> yeah. but he said like, they did a study of really successful entrepreneurs mm. and they said that on average, they had 17 different businesses mm. before they found the one that really made them their money. Wow. So there is something about being willing to try new things and being willing to fail. Yeah, yeah. And he says that like you need to make failure your best friend because it's feedback towards success. Mm. You know, it's like it's not like the end of the road. It doesn't mean that you're a failure. Mm. But actually being willing to take risks and being willing that this might not go well mm. is actually a key part of whether you'll be a success in life or not. Mm. No, that's good, man. That's real good. Failure is such a got such a bad rap man <laughs> honestly honestly such a bad reputation but it's part of life like we're yeah. human yeah, yeah 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 you know so like when i think about like an nba player yeah mm. the best nba players in the world from three-point line shoot 45 percent yeesh 45 <laughs> percent bruv that's a that's a that's a what two two yeah or a third <laughs> right yeah but this is these are the best in the world yeah they don't even make it half the times they shoot it yeah 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 but they're still great mm-hmm. right but i think if i get 45 percent, what what is my life you know for real man and then i think do you know what the, the funny thing about that as well is that there are people who are not in the nba and who aren't necessarily recognised as the greatest, who can probably shoot a whole lot better than 45%. You never know. And I think what what the reason why I even say that is because I think maybe even a side, this is now like a side conversation. Mm-hmm. If you didn't take the opportunity to try and make it to the NBA, you could be better than some of the people that are there. Exactly. <laughs> but exactly. because you didn't take that risk. Take, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think that's something that applies across the board because... Like, even when I think about, like, in my experience in just career, the working world and all of that stuff, I've been in rooms mm. where I'm with people who are significantly more senior than me. Mm. And I've really had to come to terms with the fact that they're not necessarily there because they're the smartest in the room. At all. Like. <laughs> At all. At all, bruv. And I think it's such a liberating thing to realise because... The more you realize that, you know, it's not even so much about being the best at whatever you're doing, but it's being consistent. And I think it's even just taking opportunities, because if you've got a mindset where you're limited in thinking that, you know what, for whatever reason, this is a risk I don't want to take. Like, I shouldn't be someone that excels or advances to any of these senior roles or whatever the context is, business, whatever it is. If you don't take the chance, if you don't take the step, if you don't live and walk by faith in that area then things don't change here's something i want to balance that out with go for right? it because i feel like sometimes 
when people hear like you know take the chance take the opportunity yeah. take the risk they don't realize that what you're doing is you're taking the opportunity to put in the work come on talk about it right talk about so it. for you to get to the nba you have to do a lot of work a whole lot of work a whole <laughs> lot of work yeah for you to become senior in an organization you have to do a whole lot of work yeah but what a lot of people do is they say i don't want to put in the work in case i fail mm. right and even in the bible it says faith without works is dead mm. Mm. right so this isn't just about you know taking the opportunity and take it's about actually this is about am i going to do the work or not to make the most of this opportunity yeah yeah so i watched um there's this guy online called samuel leeds and he's oh, this yeah. like super controversial guy 100%. Yeah? <laughs> super controversial right samuel well, made it to hilarious. the podcast <laughs> he made it to the podcast because he he made this show called the eviction yeah and the eviction is like the apprentice yeah where he's taken like x amount of people and given them the opportunity to learn how to do property the way that he does it, right? Yeah. And so he's so polarizing. Like, I, <laughs> I find him hilarious, some of the stuff he says. I'm like, this guy's funny. Anyway, mm. so I watched his a few episodes of The Eviction. Mm. And the first episode was they gave all of these people a training course that was worth a thousand pounds or fifteen hundred pounds. Mm. They gave them a week to complete the training. Mm. And then the, their first task was going to be based on that training. Uh, they tracked how many people did the training. Uh, 2%, 10%, 100%. Uh, right? And what what shocked me to my core uh, is that half the people didn't even finish the training. This is it. <laughs> right? So you had, but you didn't actually do the work for that opportunity. And brother, it was shameful because they would flash up on the screen the percentage of the training that that person had done. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a piece of paper there that says, this person in front of you has done 20% of the training. That's this person has done 5%. And then he'd even ask them, did you finish the training? Mm. One person said, almost. He said, um, <laughs> I can see here you've done 20%. How is that almost? Ah, the utter shame. They got fired straight away. <laughs> you know, and how many of us do that? Like, okay, I'm mm. going to take this opportunity. But you turn up totally unprepared you haven't done the pre-work you haven't done the work mm. like these are opportunities to work hard and to make something of yeah it's yeah. not just okay now i'm i've turned up yeah no like you have to turn up on time one person said i'll be there between 3 and 3 30. Yeah. she got there at 3 37 said i can't work with you you're fired Yeesh. like these are some of the basics <laughs> and i was watching this thinking lord let me never turn up for an opportunity without having done my pre-work for real man for and real. those are some of the habits for now that yeah. we need to start thinking what habits am i doing on my day-to-day -day? Mm. and it's building me for success because the the big opportunities don't always look like big opportunities mm. Mm. you know they just look like everyday life yeah for sure and some turn into that big opportunity so what yeah. are my daily life habits yeah are they actually me up Mm -hmm. to do to be successful in that big opportunity that's it and success breeds success in a lot of ways as well yes. because when you learn how to exercise and be disciplined and consistent with those daily habits that you're talking about that might seem insignificant mm. like when it comes to doing some of the maybe more significant ones it's almost like you've already you've already got a routine of um 
doing the work that needs to be done yep and if you can do it in the small things it's the whole principle of being faithful with little and being faithful with much exactly exactly so one of um one of the coaches um from the team that i used to play for he says how you do anything mm. is how you do everything mm, mm, mm. you'd say this like messing around in different drills or not you know being focused on the detail or not putting the energy yeah. he's like how you do this right now is literally how you're going to do it in the game yeah 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 that, that's what you've practiced yeah you yeah. know because you know there's that theory of 10,000 hours, right? Yeah. So what we don't realize is that as we're going through life, we're practicing. Mm. We're practicing what is going to happen when that big opportunity comes. Mm, mm. So if in my day-to-day -day I'm messing around and, you know, this and that, when that big opportunity comes, yeah. I don't have reps of doing good work. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you know what? There's two places my mind went, right? The first one right. was David as an example mm -hmm. and how... Yes, he dealt with Goliath, but before Goliath, there was the lions and the bears yeah, that it speaks about that he yeah. he overcame and that built his faith and gave him, I guess, certain principles which God would use to transfer and deal with Goliath. Second place that my mind went to is just why even, and I think this is like a more general point, why mm. everything about what we do in the here and now as believers, why mm. that matters in light of eternity. Mm. Because sometimes we think, and mistakenly so we think that you know what we do right now is going to kind of determine whether we go to heaven or hell but biblically the gospel doesn't say that your your works is what's going to define whether you make it to heaven or hell by grace you are saved through faith and this is not a gift this is not of your own doing but it's a gift of god so that gift no one will god. boast as ephesians mm. says mm. um but that doesn't mean that our works are irrelevant and important because whether it's in our workplaces, whether it's in the way that we do business, the way that mm. we treat one another as friends, family and neighbours, mm. like all of that is practice for the new heavens and the new earth. And yeah. for that society that the Bible speaks about where all things will be made new. Mm. And I think it's like, and that, do you know what? This, this is the thing is that that's why for me, that was one of the things that unlocked me, I think, in connecting business and work with eternity wow. because, because it, it really feeds into it and i think even with colossians it speaks about whatsoever you do work heartily oh, as yeah. unto the lord to god yeah so whether you're working in your business whether you're working mm. at work mm. whether you're working for a wicked boss who mm. declares that there is no god like whatever your situation is whatever it is that you're putting your hands to mm. work at it as though god is the boss knowing mm. that you get your reward from him and and i think that's something yeah like i said that freed me because i think when you become a christian it's so easy to go down the path of thinking that you know i need to well the disciples left their boats and so i need to leave the working world i need to rid myself of work business and of a lot of these things that are going on in the world so that i can be closer to god and go into a more traditional form of what looks like it matters to God. So be it being a pastor at the front, preaching, teaching, or whatever it is. And those things are good things. And I think sometimes mm. that's what the journey looks like for some people. But I think getting comfortable with the fact that that might not necessarily be you, or mm. it might not be you at this stage. Mm. And it is not in any way, shape or form somehow less important to God if you are the person who works nine to five, five days a week, 
and raises their family in a godly way. And you know? and I think actually it's understanding that God has called people to different things. Yeah. Like if everybody was a pastor, how would that work? It wouldn't. It's impractical. Right? It would implode. It's not practical. <laughs> exactly. Like it can't work that way. You know, so actually it's a very like valid thing where actually people are in the workplace because actually yeah. God needs light in that workplace. Yeah. God has put us in those places on purpose. 100%. Like you know, it's not a lesser thing. Mm. You know, and I think that sometimes it is that thing of actually I'm doing this as unto God. God has put me here. Yeah. God has called me here, so let me do what he's put me here to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So, like, slightly, like, changing gears a little bit. So, one of the things, I think, for me, for for 2020, and this is actually still about opportunity in some ways, but for me, this is really about reconciliation. Mm. Because I think that there's the verse in the Bible that talks about, you know, if there's any ought between mm. you and your brother, you know, mm. whether that's you know that someone has something against you mm. or you have something against them, mm. that basically we should go and reconcile. Yeah, yeah. And what that talks to me about is that, look, no matter who you think is angry with who, mm. go reconcile. Mm. Right. Mm. And I think for me this year, I really saw the importance of reconciliation. Mm. Because for me, there's not a lot of people that I feel like I necessarily need to reconcile with, mm. right? Like I've, I've not really had that, but there were a few kind of key ones for me. Mm. And what I found really awesome was that in following that path of reconciliation, yeah. another area of my life mm. got sorted out. Mm. So mm. as you guys probably know, mm. I is married. And mm. I am not. Hold on, wait, Peter. <laughs> I just, I just, this one's. We need some sound effects right here, <laughs> like a drum roll or just like a, a praise break coming in or something. But please go on, go on, go on. You know what's about to happen, isn't it? <laughs> I'm literally sitting here, literally listening to every word that he's saying, and I'm like, is it happening? Is it about to happen? So. So as you guys know, Arnold is married and I am single. And marriage has been something that I have been, let's say, pursuing for for quite a while now. Mm. And now I'm engaged to be married. Hey! The DM inbox is now closed. Wow. <laughs> Tell a sister True. to tell a sister that this brother is no longer available. Yeah. But what I found, because for me, this was a very unexpected thing. You yeah. know, a lot of in the last few months. Um, but what really kind of stood out for me was the fact that, look, it came in a way that I really wasn't expecting. Yeah, yeah. Me, I was just trying to reconcile somewhere where I felt that there was an ought, you mm. know, where there, there was some underlying stuff. And it wasn't like I hated this person or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. But actually, it was just like actually something that happened hurt me. Mm, mm. You know, like I've forgiven and I've let go. But the fact is that sometimes you can forgive somebody but not be reconciled to them. Mm. 
for me there's a slight difference like for me for me forgiveness is i have let go of this thing Mm. reconciliation is look let's talk about it let's understand each other Mm. and actually move forward in some kind of relationship Mm. because i think we've debated about forgiveness and stuff right where we're saying but if that person is dead yeah then like is it really forgiveness but i'm like well i can forgive a dead person yeah but i can't reconcile with them yeah well unless you do like juju and Ouija boards, but <laughs> we don't want to be doing that yeah you know so for me like reconciliation is actually a really important thing mm. you know, that i really feel is something that that god wants for us as christians mm. you know is just to forgive people but also let's try and reconcile where possible because sometimes it's not possible yeah for real and that's a very real thing too for real. but it's within our power mm. let's try and do that because for me it ended up in a place that i really didn't expect mm. and even within that it's brought so much more healing to my life mm. in areas that i didn't necessarily know that i needed for real because it was really interesting because after i'd had some of those conversations i saw one of my pastors from a church that i used to go to mm. and she'd known me through all of this stuff right mm. and just she hadn't seen me for a while and she just said you look really really well Mm. and she could see the change (laughs) in me Mm. from having conversations Mm. no so for me reconciliation was a really big lesson from from 2020 and Mm. one that i definitely encourage everybody because you really you really don't know where it would lead for real man and I feel like that is even a podcast in itself. Because oh, no. I got so many questions that I think come <laughs> off of that, like 100%. And I'm sure if I got questions, I'm sure the listeners got questions too. But um, but yeah, I think that's such a huge thing, man. That's such a huge thing. And I think maybe, maybe one question I will ask on this one, whilst we're still on it, is more on the reconciliation side. And I think even coming to a place where you recognize that you know what there's something that i need to address here Mm. like what was that journey like for you how did you come to that place because it takes a lot of humility to even come to a place where you say you know what there's there's something i need to address here there's something that i need to deal with there's a conversation that needs to be had like what was that journey like for you how did you how did you get there you don't have to go into details about what the issue was or whatever but just more generally it's really interesting because I think as I was kind of going through the the kind of the journey of, you know, trying to find a wife and that kind of stuff, mm. sometimes you can kind of realize that, look, actually, something's probably not quite right with me in mm. some way. And kind of after my last relationship with Foil, like, there was a point where I just said, look, actually, I need to spend some time focusing on understanding me. Mm understanding if there's any rehab that i need to do Mm. is there any is there anywhere because what i feel with a lot of this is that the relationship that we have with god is really important and i feel like i have almost like different parts of my relationship with god in a weird way Mm. so like when it comes to stuff like my job for example like I've seen what God has done in my job over the last 10 years mm. and always trusted God with my job. Mm. When it comes to my finances, I've always trusted God with my finances. But when it's come to relationships, especially in terms of like women, 
I've really struggled mm. with trusting God. And there have been some things that happened that have kind of, for me, like, you know, broken that trust. Mm. But for me, it was actually realizing that, look, there are probably some things within me and my relationship with God or my relationship with others mm. that aren't quite in the place where they should be. They're a little bit injured. Mm. And so, actually, I need to go through that process of rehab. I need to go through that thing of understanding, okay, where am I hurting? Mm. Where do I need healing? Mm. And I think that's how it really started for me. You know, it was just having that conversation with God, like, okay, God, like, I don't know where I need healing or I need strengthening or where I need to rebuild my trust. Like, mm. show me what that looks like, right? Mm. And it wasn't it wasn't anything super spectacular, right? Where, you know, there was a big finger that came out of the sky and goes like, you need to do this. <laughs> You know, it was actually really basic yeah. because I feel like sometimes God just puts people in your mind or on your heart. Mm. And like for a few days, God put this person on my heart, mm. you know, and I kept thinking about this person. And and in the end, I just called them. Mm. Mm. I haven't spoken to this person for years. Mm. And when they they were like, did you mean to call me? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah. And they're like, why are you calling me? And I'm like, I don't know. Mm, <laughs> like, mm, mm. been on my mind for like a few days and actually like we used to be really cool and now we're not mm. you know and actually that's that's a real shame for me mm. you know so it wasn't like you know i got a, a massive download about you know this is what i need to do or this or that mm. it was just kind of as i've opened this up to god to say you know okay what's going on mm it's unfolding and he's showing and he's prompting mm. and sometimes it can be so like so unspectacular yeah yeah you know but it's just trying to follow that and trying to be open to that and that for me that really opened the door for those conversations that's so good man and so whilst you were speaking i quickly mm. searched out some scriptures that i think mm -hmm. really reflect what you're describing and it's psalm 139 mm -hmm. verse 23 to 24 which says search me O god and know my heart try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting and that's what i hear from what you've described is that you came to a place where you were open with god in this area and i think open enough to allow even though it didn't happen from no spectacular burning bush or finger from mm. the sky you were open enough to, I think, identify this person's been on my mind for a few times over mm. the last few days. Let's see where it will go. And go for it. No, 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 go, 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 go. Yeah, and I was going to say, and I think as a result of that decision, and I think the openness to even follow through on that, <laughs> the door on the next level got unlocked. Yeah, no, for real for real and i think we sometimes really don't see or realize how much like some of the things that we are concerned about or the things that we're trying to move forward in how much they can be connected by some of the things we're trying to ignore and this is what i love about god because sometimes you the connection is so random yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's like wait what how did that unlock that listen <laughs> like what just happened you know yeah man because even in the situation there was no like no one could have written in my opinion anyway from the from everything that happened no one could have written that 
this conversation would then eventually unlock that on the other side in a completely unrelated some senses event exactly exactly but i feel like also that being willing to reconcile Mm. opened me up for other things too yeah yeah right because what i found really interesting about that verse is that i've never really thought about it Mm. in this context because yes search me and the wicked ways for me is usually like oh you know am i murderous in my heart or am Mm. i lust or you know but actually unforgiveness or holding things against people Mm -hmm. is a wicked way 100 percent you know and there's the bit that says at the end and what is it about everlasting and lead me in the way everlasting way everlasting right and for me that speaks of like god's ways 100 percent. you know oh my days and that's actually like lead me in love because mm. god is love mm-hmm. you know and that's what god is god is all about reconciliation yeah you know that is why god sent jesus to the earth is to reconcile yes us and him yeah 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 you know, so lead me in the ways everlasting mm. that is lead me in the ways of love mm. you know so yeah man mm. so that's what i had for uh for 2020 so yeah, that's good man where do you want for 2021 go no i was gonna say and i think that last point that you made i think the the practical call to action question for every single one of us is are you willing to pursue god's ways above your own like are we willing to prioritize his ways and trust that his ways lead to the way everlasting rather than our assumptions on what we feel about a situation the offenses Mm. and wanting to hold on to the unforgiveness and all of those kind of things there like what will we choose Mm. in 2021 maybe that's a good question to reflect on (laughs) you're gonna choose for real literally man no for sure man 2021 i think it's 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 yeah man i'm optimistic about 2021 overall i don't have a lot to say at this stage i think i'm in my personal on my personal side of things i'm actually using the next few days to really map out um some of my goals for the year i've got some in my mind in general i just haven't put pen to paper yet Mm. but i think i'm very optimistic because i think again like we started speaking about in the beginning all of the changes and i think the the way that things just move so drastically at different times throughout 2020 Mm. has put me in a position where i feel like i'm a lot more willing and i think aggressively being nimble and being Mm. more focused on adapting and i think you know like when you're on a moving train yeah Mm. that's moving at high speed especially in the underground london (laughs) like you have to like you can't you can't be too stiff with the way that you stand like you have to have your knees and your legs like loose to an extent so that with the bumps and the little moves around it's not going to cause you to go from side to side but you're able to kind of absorb it Mm. and i think that's kind of what i see of 2021 it's like mm. loosen up your knees a little bit <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. like yeah, let your yeah, knees yeah, get yeah, a little yeah. bit loose let so that be. you can even though you don't know where the bumps and the turns and the twists are mm. you can at least know that when those things come you're, you're able to absorb it and you know just do what's necessary to stay to stay moving it's really interesting you say that because um that position of having your knees slightly like loose and ready yeah we call it like athletic position mm. right because for us like if you're up too stiff mm. 
you can't respond or react quickly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, it's interesting because when you're in that kind of looser position, actually your muscles are already kind of firing and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. You know, so there's already a bit of tension in there too. Yeah. To get you to where you want to go. So we call that like athletic position. That's good. That's real good, man. Any final thoughts for 2021 for you? I think I'm just really excited for 2021 because I think... I don't think we're ever going to go back to the new normal yeah. or to back to the old, old normal, normal that yeah, we had. Yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, in a lot of ways, that's actually a really good thing mm. because there are some things in that old normal that were just odd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm actually quite glad for some of the changes that are coming. Mm. Um, and I think a lot of people are waking up to their dreams, to... Mm their callings mm. to what they're meant to really be doing mm -hmm. because it's very easy to fall into the rat race mm. like i think we're we're very blessed and we're like i love my job for sure you love Likewise. your job yeah. you love what you, like yeah, to yeah. have two people that do that because <laughs> people always say to me like you're the only person i know that loves their job and i'm like that really sucks <laughs> right? no, for real man you know, that <laughs> for really real. sucks because i'm like you spend so much time there yeah and i feel like so many people are finding that yeah you know? yeah and i'm really excited to see what that looks like mm. um yeah and like i'm excited to get married that will be different come on you know so yeah i'm just i'm very excited for 2021 That's and great. i think one thing that i've really been kind of pondering over the break is just because this is very like to be very honest with you sometimes like god can feel so far away mm. you know in different areas and like i said like there's different areas of my relationship with god where sometimes god it can feel hard to trust or god can feel far away or whatever it is mm. and so me 2021 is really about being even more intentional with how i engage with god mm. and i just really felt like you know there's that verse that says about draw near to me and i will draw near to you yeah yeah and it was just that realization of on those areas where god feels far away it's not because he's not there mm. it's because i'm if anything i'm i'm drawing away mm, mm. you know so for me this year is really about drawing nearer to god mm. and more intentional with that because it can be so easy to get caught up in everything mm, mm. um and like even just like when i think back over like so like when i first started working right i was a grad and like i didn't go to no meetings no one wanted me anywhere <laughs> mm. right like i didn't have to talk in meetings mm. so like i just remembered i would do my coding and stuff and i would be listening to sermons and music <laughs> and worship it was so great yeah you know yeah and as you get more and more like responsible people yeah. are like oh i need you in this meeting yeah and my diary just got disgusting <laughs> right and these are all meetings where like now people want my opinion i'm like what is all of this so there's no more listening to sermons there's as no much more. as there was <laughs> you have to be attentive <laughs> i used to listen to like 10 part sermon series in a day yeah because I yeah could. yeah it's not there anymore. I miss you know? that, man. <laughs> now I'm trying to catch it on my way into work on Literally. the train. I'm like, oh my gosh, I, I need to listen on 2x speed because I've only got an hour. Like, you know, and part of me was saying to God, like, look, I want to go back to that place. Mm. Right? 
And what I really felt like God was here was like, no, because I have a better place for you. Come on. Right? Yeah. Because it's glory to glory, strength to strength. Yes. So where I'm I'm looking at that time, I'm like, that time was so awesome, bruv. When cause I didn't used to have a car, yeah. right? So, <laughs> so when I used to go to basketball, I'd have to catch the bus to basketball. Mm. And it would take like 45 minutes for a 15 minute journey. Good journey. But bruv, I would just take my Bible, turn off my Literally. phone, turn off everything, and just read my Bible. Yeah, yeah. It's called Bible. Yeah. You know? <laughs> And it's like, when I think back at those times, I'm like, those were such good times. Mm. But I really feel like God is challenging me to say, look, I know those were good times, but I have better times ahead for you. Mm. So for me, 2021 is really about not just returning back to that place, yeah. but actually going further to the new place that Come God on. has for me in terms of my relationship with him. That's good. So man. yeah, that's me for 2021. That's real good, man. That is real good, and I think that's a real good place to wrap it up. Definitely. Thank you guys so much for listening. Happy New Year. And we... Let's actually pray. Straight. Um, Because I was going to say our prayer for you is, and I was like, let's just pray it. Let's just... (laughs) (laughs) Um, Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for everybody that has listened in. And Lord, we just thank you for their 2021 and we commit it into your hands. Mm. And Father, we just ask that this would be a year of greatness in every area of their life. It Mm. says in the word that, you know, beloved, I desire that you prosper and be in health, Mm. even as your soul prospers. Mm. So Father, I just speak soul prosperity over the people who are listening to Mm. this. Um, and whether it's 2021 or whatever the circumstances, even if this is 10 years from now, Father, we just speak that soul prosperity over people. Mm. And Father, I just ask that, you know, you would really highlight the areas for which adjustments need to be made, mm. the areas which you're trying to speak to people on. Father, we just ask that you would just really highlight that to them. Mm. That, Father, people would be willing and obedient to what you're prompting them to do. Mm. And Father, even as we've we've spoken about, we just speak reconciliation over people. Mm. That Father, where there's been hurt, where there's been betrayal, that Father, people would just people would pursue reconciliation with one another. Mm. And Father, I also ask that in the area of opportunities, that Father, where there's any doubts or any fears, that Father, it says that perfect love casts out all fear. Mm. Father, I just ask that that your love would be perfected in the hearts of everybody listening. Mm. Um, and that Lord, that they would be, you'd give them boldness and that they would be willing to do the work to take the opportunities and willing to step out in faith. Mm. And Father, if there's anybody who feels like a failure and who feels like they've messed things up, Father, I just ask that you just show them your grace. Mm. It says that your strength is made perfect in our weakness mm. and that Father, there's nothing that is too hard for you. Mm. So, I just ask for turnaround in situations where people feel like they have failed and they have messed it up. You are the God of the second chance. And Lord, I just ask that you would just really show that to people. Father, we just thank you so much. And we bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen. We're going to fit in there somewhere, right? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you guys so much for taking the time out to listen and 
If you are listening at a time when it is the beginning of the year, we hope that you have a great time thinking forward of what 2021 is going to look like, reflecting and, and just setting out some plans for the year. And even if it's not a time when it's the beginning of the year, you know, um, I'm sure there's another, well, I don't know, there's a future ahead of you, you know, so yep. <laughs> so you can still reflect and plan, um, even if it's the middle of the year or whenever it is. Um, we'd love to hear from you guys. Hit us up on all socials. If you haven't already followed us, we are on Instagram at Reason to Behold, Facebook, YouTube, everywhere at Reason to Behold. And yeah, let us know what you guys think. If you've got some reflections on 2020 that we haven't spoken about, then yeah, drop it in the comments. We want to continue that conversation. Stay blessed. Keep it popping. <laughs> <laughs> Who allowed you to say things like that? No, it sounds like an end of like a... About this. Your wife must hear about this. Your wife must like the end of the, uh, the music video on MTV or something. But yeah, it's about to get wild. It's late. <laughs> Till next time, guys. <laughs> <laughs>